Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello there and welcome to Four Times Now Podcast. Just before we get started, want to thank our sponsors, Football Prizes, for their continued support of your podcast. This week over at Football Prizes, there's, there's no actually just one prize, it's three prizes this week and they will go to one lucky winner. If you enter the draw, the three prizes, it's three signed and framed Celtic montages. One's a George's Jack and Marcus, one's a Lee Alabada, and the other one is of Captain Cal McGregor. So eh, all you need to do is go over to their website, find the Celtic prize, and you can get your tickets for £3.95. Thanks to their partnership with us, you can get 10% off. All you need to do is put in the code 4 times 10 at checkout, and that'll get you 10% off. But thanks to them, and good luck to you if you enter the draw. Hello there and welcome to Four Times a Podcast. You join us on the evening of Tuesday the 23rd of August. It is two days after Celtic were in action. They won the game 2-0 at Celtic Park against Hearts. Tony, I'll come to you. It was a great weekend for Celtic. It's only four games in, but we've got a bit of daylight between us and our nearest challengers now. And it was another win for the Angus Celtic. Yeah, it was a, it was a great weekend for us. Uh, I didn't expect them to drop any points away to Hibs. Didn't look likely. We kind of two or three minutes to go, and luckily Hibs scored. And obviously, like obviously the Lundstrom night card was a bit harsh, but then you've got Morelos getting sent off, which was great to see. Don't think it's a surprise to anybody. So I we take it. I says I think this will be a really tight title race to, to get a nice advantage early on. I think your goal difference. I don't think it's far superior, but I think it's better than maybe three or four. But to actually have a point advantage, obviously we're very very early on, but by fuck we'll take it, especially with the first derby being at Celtic Park, and they've obviously got a high-pressure game the Morris, so aye, really good weekend for us. There's a bit of pressure getting into Sunday's game because we were 
We'd obviously lost the top spot. Rangers were ahead by a point because they'd managed to get the draw. But I thought we were really good. I thought the goal we scored, again, Dyson had made up, putting it on a plate for Kyogo. I think that's something we're going to see throughout the season. I thought after that we'd have kicked on a bit. It was quite similar to the Aberdeen game where we got the first goal and then kind of hummed and hawed a bit until we got the second. day and a wee spell where start of the second half, eh? who were maybe looking a bit soft, but they didn't. I don't think they got a shot on target. I don't remember them, remember them creating anything clear-cut. I thought they did a lot of cynical fouls. I thought the, the two red cards were fair, to be totally honest. I mean, can't really pull people back when they're skating away with you at pace. I mean, that is the definition of a, a booking. Delighted for Kyogo to go on the, the score sheet again, and then the same for, for Jack Amakis. He does... He does well to put it all to bed, but when they get out in ten men, you're confident. And then nine men, you know the the game's a bogey anyway. So no, it's another clean sheet. I thought Morris Jens was okay again. He's obviously looks like the starter at the moment. But Jota was good uh, when he get gone, but they just sometimes they finish the finishing isn't they isn't they great? But Hearts are the third best team in the country, I think. Be a bit of a distance now. They've actually got a chance to get into the Europa League, so. I thought we dispatched them quite easily. So I think we scored 12 and conceded one. Great start to the season. I thought Aaron Moy, when he came on, was quite tidy. Um, that allowed McGregor to push up. Um, it was good to see Hatati back after a couple of weeks in the sidelines. So no, we're in a really good place getting into the next game, which is obviously against the United, who are shipping goals for fun. I think they've conceded to 14 in the last three or something Something totally mental like that. So the last team they went to play is us, but we just need to make sure we're, we're ready for that. And I, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't be. But for me, delighted with the result of the weekend. It was good to, to go two points ahead, but it means that at this stage it's about maintaining consistency. But you look at the start to this campaign as opposed to a year ago, I think after four games or six games, we'd lost three. So... To be, to be doing so well so early on, early on is, is a testament to the management, the players, and I think, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, but I think Haksabanovic is about to, to sign, which is great, more addition to the squad. I mean, I think we've got a very strong squad, and we've obviously discussed before, we can bring Giacomacus on, we can bring Abad on, we can bring Hattati or Turnbull on, whoever it may be, and it's great to see, so aye, delighted. I am the same. I thought first half on Sunday we were really good as well, and it was just one of the ones that we didn't. We, I don't think we were as fluent as we had been the previous two games, but yeah, we still created plenty of chances. Got the goal through Kyogo, as you say, it's great work with Dyson Maeda. I think uh, Tumble plays him in, and Maeda does well because that uh, the boy Cochrane that was playing left back for Hearts, like he he has like. A massive hold of Maida's jersey and how Maida manages to stay composed and get the ball in and put it right on Kyogo's toe for a, a simple finish is just a, a great credit to Maida again. And it, w- it was weird, like the sort of the start of the second half, there did seem to be something I don't know what it was, we just come out and didn't have any sort of intensity. And Hearts didn't, I, I wouldn't say they had any real massive chances, but they, they looked a bit more threatening than they, than they had been. and I thought it was important that Ange did act quickly, and he did. I think uh, Maeda and Tumble were substituted within 10 minutes of the second half, and uh, obviously Abada and Hitati came on. I thought Hitati especially, I thought he brought a real bit of pace and urgency to the midfield again and really drove us on a bit. But I didn't think at any point, like, obviously when we were sitting on that one-goal lead for a long time, like you're sort of thinking, oh, it's only going to take one chance, and obviously Hearts brought a few of their 
uh, guys that they dressed the like uh, Barry McKay and Shankland and that to uh, sort of try and make an impact later on, but I, I didn't really feel any sort of pressure off of them, and the red card sort of killed the game, the first one, but the, even the way Celtic sort of kept going for that second goal, it would have been easy just to sort of knock it about and uh, see the game out, but they kept to the level in terms of always wanting to attack, always wanting to score more goals, and uh, they got that through Jack and Marcus after the setting red card as well, so it was great to see, as you say, getting both strikers on the score sheet again. Uh, it's just going to be really fierce for competition going forward, but the, the red cards, I don't like you say, I don't think I don't think either of them can have any sort of complaints, and like Nielsen as well, Nielsen was quite sly about it in his post-match, talking about how many fouls we had and how many yellow cards, but I've yet to see any sort of argument for any of the fouls that Hearts made that they get booked for that weren't. Yeah, it was, like, it was even like the first yellow they got was it was Liam Boyce trying to stop uh, Joe Hart taking a goal kick, and like the rest of them were just sort of cynical. As I said, that Cochrane, like he he didn't get booked for that tug on Maeda in the lead up to the first goal, so uh, arguably he could have been off before he was eventually sent off. Like Juranovic one's clear as day, and then the one who gets his second yellow for is like just clear as day as well, and. Uh, Toby Civic as well his first one I thought it was a really nasty challenge on Tumble he was right on top of his ankle and it, it could have been a much worse for Tumble I think thankfully he didn't look injured after it but he's setting one as well that bad is just breaking so I don't, I don't see where the complaints can uh, be thrown uh, towards that but apparently the referees were sort of conspiring against certain teams this weekend so that that must be the reason for it but Danny as as we spoke about four wins out of four Celtic are two points clear at the top of the league it's very early days but it's really great that we've kept this uh, consistency going from last season that's now 36 games in the league unbeaten well now what did you make of the weekend thought we were very very good first half i thought we were really on it really intense set about hearts for the first whistle i really like the boy cochran that plays left back for hearts but uh, i think it is worst game he's probably his career Sunday. And Maeda tore him apart in that first half. Juranovic tore him apart as well in the second, but he usually looks so composed, that boy, but Maeda was causing him all sorts. And it was a nice week and a curveball by Ange to start with him there and draw it on the left. And I just thought we were really good and for about 45 minutes. We should have been two or three up. And then I don't think we missed too I mean, we were denied by a couple of very suspect half sides, but I don't think we created too much, but the play was there, the intensity was there, and then the second half, Hearts came into it, and Hearts are a good team. Hearts are, they've obviously got a good squad, because that was about a kind of second team. I know they, why I say B team in that, but, you know, you sign players to fucking play for other games, do you know what I mean? That's why you've got big squads, and they've clearly got a stronger squad than they did have last season. They're, as Tony said, they're clearly the third best team in the country, but they didn't need anything to hurt us. They, you know, I think they had six corners in the second half, but... You know, they never troubled us at any stage. There were never any, this mob are going to score. You know, obviously you're always looking for that second goal, but I never felt at any point during the game that we weren't going to win it. And I agree with you and Tony on the red cards. Both of them are stonewall reds. I mean, Cochrane's lucky he escaped the booting for the Maeda thing. And Sipic's first one was a straight red. I mean, he stood right over the ball, right into the top of the shin. So he was lucky that he stayed on as long as he did. And when you're on a booting and somebody's ran by you, you can't just shove them. And it's funny because it's the same thing that those who shall not be named were saying was on, was a book was a textbook booting twenty four hours earlier are now telling us that it's not a book. So, but uh, do you know that was really important three points and Hearts are a good team and people need to temper their expectations of winning four and five not every week. It's just simply not going to happen. 
and we were very good against a very good team. And Hearts have probably, I think Hearts will turn that around. And they'll either get sucker punched after Zurich, like kind of all Scottish teams tend to do in Europe, or they'll, they'll go through quite comfortably, actually. And I hope, do you know what I hope to do? Because it'll be good to see it. I don't know if he's got a lot of time for Hearts, but I've not got much time for them either. But it'll be good to have an all Scottish team in a group stage. It'll probably help us if they can string maybe a couple of results together as well. It'll help us down the line. So, no, a good, a really good three points at this stage in the season, and it just, it just shows to everybody else that you know we can see games out. We don't need to be two and three and four up. We can see them out, and we look forward to to Tanadice now. Absolutely, we will have a wee look towards Tanadice after I've got Andy's uh, view of Sunday. It was a bit of a Sunday stroll, Andy. We the the second goal came very late on, of course, but it was. What did you make it? Oh, yeah, I seem to have felt that there was never any massive threat from Hearts. It probably it may have been down to them, may resting a few bodies for their second leg of the Europa qualifier, but it was it was relatively straightforward on Sunday. What do you think? I think so. I think that there was well, we've played a lot better and we will play a lot better this season. I don't think we were maybe as fluid as we we could be at times. Um, don't get me wrong, there was a lot of sort of good phases of play at times, and I, I think a lot of players were working hard to try and make things happen but Hearts really turned up to just sort of make it that type of game Look, it doesn't surprise me Look, they came away with so many bootings uh, I don't really think anybody can be that was their game plan to sort of try and make it tough and turn into a bit of a fight um, I agree with Danny like they, I, they rested a couple of players here and there but for the most part like, I, would, I would say quite a few of the players are going to be starting like Boyce, Salon Forrest, Cochran Haring, Rolls, like Atkinson they're all players who are going to be starting sort of weekend week out for them, so I don't really buy into the whole it was a B team. They made a couple of changes with a midweek fixture in mind that's completely standard across the whole of Europe, to be honest. Um, when there's a midweek European game, we, we have a lot riding on it, so I don't buy into that. But again, I thought we were really comfortable. Um, a, a lot of positives to look at. Uh, again, another goal off the bench, which is isn't the first time this season, which is huge. Um, subs making an impact on games, but Aye, they tried to make it, make it a bit of a fight, and I, I just agree that Robbie Nielsen's trying to be smart with his comments, and he's playing a bit of a matter to the Hearts fans, like, oh, you never get anything in Glasgow, no, this shit, it's the same fucking piss he comes away with, whether he gets scud at 6-0 or fucking 1-0, no, it's the same piss that he comes away with, and he'll play up to that all the time, acting the victim, um, his players were making fucking stupid fouls, um, guys are about busting by you, and you don't care, and you bring them down, I, I don't really know what else you expect in football? It's a pretty simple and straightforward rule. If you do that, you're going to get booked, whether you're on a card or not on a card. Again, Civic could have been had, had his had his first book before he got his first one. He could have his second one before he got his second one. Um, the boy just seemed to be having a nook anytime I said there was anywhere near him. He just wanted to bring them down. So I, I crossed the park. Even Peter Haring, I don't even know how that. I don't know how he's a football player. Never mind anything else. But I don't know how he escaped that book. He's just fucking an absolute diddy. Just runs about and boots people for the sake of it. Um, or runs into them because he's a big guy, absolute diddy. But uh, it was it was I think it was a positive performance. It was we were as, as I've said it before this season. Um, I don't think we've started as well as well, I think we're we're only going to improve um, as time comes. But we're, we're getting results, we're scoring goals, we're not conceding a lot. But in terms of free flowing football, I think there's we're going to go up a few gears. I think particularly against. Uh, against teams like Hearts who try and sort of make it difficult, I think we are going to exploit a lot of the mistakes that, that they make um, at certain times this season. But the biggest thing for me is, is, is 
particularly the players in the team are making an impact and then the, ch- the changes, the subs that are making are making an impact as well. Um, not bad, I was trying to get involved. I thought Hattati looked good when he came on. I thought he had a good start of the season before he got injured. Moy again, I think people maybe went a bit over the top with how good he was. I thought he was all right. He sort of done what you expected him to do. Um, the type of player that he is, looked comfortable in the ball, trying to make things happen. Released McGregor a bit further up the park. So all positives, done and I look forward to the draw, obviously, for the Champions League, which we will talk about. But um, I look forward to Tana Dice on Sunday. Aye, as you say, we've got the draw to look forward to on Thursday. We will have a separate episode out for that, just to react to the names that we draw. But next up in the league is Tanadice. And Tony, as you mentioned, Dundee United seem to be conceding goals at the same rate that we are scoring them. Is it going to be as straightforward as that on Sunday? What are you expecting? No, I just I just feel as though it probably won't be straightforward. I would like to think we can go up and win. If we can get an early goal, that would really, really fuck them up, and I think they would probably collapse. But um, I don't think Jack Ross is the worst manager in the world. I don't exactly rate him very highly, but um, you know, it's, it's a good thing for us. I don't think Andrew will be letting the players step off the marker going, "Oh, this will be an easy one." I think we'll we'll come flying at the traps, and I mean, it should be simple, but so should kind of ninety percent of games in Scotland. Um, but no, I think we need to be really careful. No, he kind of underestimate them. Um, you'd assume Tannadice will be a bit more difficult. The last time we were there, it was a one each draw. So um, I, I guess all these games kind of present different challenges. But um, if we play to the best of their ability, uh, we'll win the game and we'll win it well. So um, I can't see him making too many changes either. I think he'll go with the, the same team. And I, I think we will win. Um, but I don't think it'll be. It'll be like a 5-0 event like Kelly away. I think it'll maybe be like a 2 or 3-0. Danny, what are you expecting from it? As Tony said, last time we were there, it was a night that we uh, sealed the league title. We, is it going to be, like, I know, I think it's only Dundee United and Kilmarnock that are sitting on only the one point uh, after the first four games, but how do you see it going? Obviously, last season there was uh, two wins in the league against Dundee United but we also dropped points twice in once at Celtic Park and on obviously that game that I'm uh, referring to when we won the league like were you expecting going into that I mean a lot of people at the start of the season were really impressed with uh, a few of the signings that Dundee United had brought in um, they'll be up for it they'll probably play like they did against Altmar at home rather than how they played against them away um, Tony Watt and company will be up for it Stephen Fletcher they'll all be up for it this is their big game at home, just like they did against Altmar, so we expect a tough game, but they have lost a lot of confidence since that game, and they've taken some bad, I mean, they lose 3 not at home with St Mirren, it's just appalling, um, especially with how bad St Mirren actually are, um, and their manager's trying to get himself back to Motherwell, um, according to the papers, which is probably a lot of shite, but you never know, um, and we should beat them, uh, we're playing really well with confidence is there. Um, we're up, as Tony says, you just get the sense that Ange never lets the players halfway in, never lets them thingy, um, like, rest on their laurels and they, they should be out hungry. Um, you know, there'll be, hopefully the new boy, Haskovanovic, will be at least involved. Maybe get to see a bit of him. But it should be, it should, it should be a good game. I was like going to Tanadice. Even though we won 3 nothing last year, we played really well. Um, it's never really properly easy, you know, you need, to, you need to go and earn it, and we did. So, looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll actually miss a game, I've got a Christmas on Saturday, eh, Sunday, so 
I'll probably miss the start there, I'll probably catch the second half, but no, looking forward to another three points and hopefully we can just keep the momentum up ahead of because, you know, the chance to go five play against Rangers, if we can if we can open that up for us, who knows, you might even have a chance to go further clear, but if we can go five clear, be beating them at Parky, it'll be a massive, massive boost for us. Um, and it should be all the all the motivation that the Celtic team need. I definitely I think it will be like you've seen as much as I'm talking about how they, they've started the season poorly, you did mention that they did beat Alkmaar at home on uh, the first leg of that uh, Europa Conference qualifier. And I know, obviously, the second leg, they got absolutely hammered. But that first leg, like as you say, it was at Tannadice. Like, if Tannadice is a hostile place, if they sell the tickets, I know it'll be, it won't be as, I've been nowhere near as busy and sort of electric as that like in terms of the home support. But... I think it'll be a tough game. Like they've obviously got guys like the boy Levitt that they signed eh, on a permanent deal, <clears throat> and even guys like Middleton and Fletcher and Tony Waters. They've definitely got dangers in the team, and when they're up against a team like Celtic and it's on the telly, then that's the sort of eh, games that these teams sort of they just produce that sort of another level of performance. So I, I, th- I think it will be a tricky one, but I think we should have enough. I th- it'll be interesting to see if we go for the same lineup again. I, I thought Hitati had a good, really good impact when he came on, and I don't know if Angel maybe looked to bring him in from the start on Sunday. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did. Uh, and at the same at the same point, it, the team that. He's played the last three games. Have obviously brought maximum points and put us in the position we're in eh, for the most part. So it'll it will be interesting to see. But Andy, what are you expecting from it? And is there any sort of changes you'd make to the starting lineup? Yeah, hey, I reckon they'll try and mimic a lot of what they've done against AZ at home. Um, it was a I watched that game. It was a good performance for them. And you see, there was a lot that that they can take for it, that I dare say they will try and sort of replicate a few times this season. Um, whereas and Rangers, to be honest, um, they will try and do that. I, I, I probably agree with what the boys have said already. I don't imagine we're going to go up there and get them an absolute down or anything like that. As, as much as I would, I would hope that would happen, I'd love to see us there every week. But I think it'll probably be a bit of a stuffy game. Um, they'll try and sort of keep it tight. Use use Stephen Fletcher um, to play Afi, and they'll, they'll look to try and get him to bring. I would assume Tony Watt and Glenn Middleton into the game. Um, bring the ball down and then they'll obviously more grew there as well we set pieces and things so I think we know what their game plan's going to be um, and it's just about how we deal with it. In terms of the team and the selection I think it'd be pretty harsh on people maybe I think the only one I would be looking at to be honest with you would be Turnbull for Hitati. I think Hitati compliments the midfield and gives us much more balance than Turnbull does um, because he I don't know what it is. It's Tumble's just maybe not agile for me, um, and and the way we play in the transition at times, I think Hattie's much better and much more comfortable at it. So I would that would maybe be the only one. But again, that's probably being harsh on Tumble because we've since he's sort of came in, um, we've scored what, five, maybe ten goals from talking that up right since he's came in and started games at Hattie, and we beat out for injury. So that's maybe being a bit harsh, but that's potentially the only sub that I would or the change that I would imagine would be under consideration because obviously Ferrashi scoring goals Yacht has been playing started brilliant Maida I thought had, had a good start to the season as well he's been assisting he, he just looks like massive for a positive for us um, he's so versatile because he allows Yacht to sort of switch flanks and 
he's a different type of player and obviously everybody knows about how good he is at pressing the game so I don't imagine much will change but in terms of how the game will go I think it will be quite tight for the most part but I reckon once we get well, once we get the breakthrough, I think we should be comfortable enough winners. Um, maybe get a goal or two in top of the opener. So, looking forward to the game, darling. I think it'll be tough, but I think we'll, the quality will shine through and we'll get there in the end. Aye, definitely. It's sure to be a tough game. We will have a extended preview for this over on our YouTube channel with the pod tims. Uh, Brian and Kieran, they'll be joined by myself this week and we'll discuss it at length and go a bit more in detail into the threats that Dundee United pose as well. So. Uh, make sure that you tune into that. Just go to YouTube and uh, search for Four Tims and you'll find us. But uh, we wee bit of transfer news. We've got some... It's, it's obviously with 10 days to go, these sort of things are starting to move a bit quicker than they have been. But uh, Tony, I'll bring you in. There's the, as you mentioned, the Haxabanovic deal looks like it is imminent. And uh, going the other way, we actually have one that's been confirmed by Celtic and that is that Christopher Julian has left to uh, he's away back to France we've got about a million euro for him and uh, he's left I think that was widely expected that he would leave but uh, what have you made uh, the two stories? Well I, m- I mentioned obviously Haxabanovic earlier on and I'm, I'm happy with that um, just reading online what people seem to make him it seems a, a good addition to the squad so delighted with that again it's it's a case I kind of trust the manager if he's if he's wanting to sign players, and I'm sure he, he's got the reason behind it, and there's probably a lot of work went into it. Um, in terms of big Julian, I think everybody can appreciate his work during the nine-in-a-row season. Um, he came to life at big moments. Lazio at home, um, the cup final when we beat the Rangers, and the, um, I think he scored a late goal away at Hamilton Ackies to put his 2-1 up. I think we ended up winning quite comfortably with 4-1, but um, oh, I, I think you, you wish a big man all the best. Um, very unfortunate what happened to him. He clattered his, his knee and obviously done a lot of damage in a kind of nothing game in a season where the league was, was probably already done. But I guess that's football. And, no, for me, no ill will. Um, I wish him all the best and can only thank him for, for um, contributions to, to nine in a row and what, what probably became the, the quadruple table as well. I definitely yeah, somebody that I'm I, I wouldn't say I'm sad to see him go because obviously I think since that injury it's just sort of been the downfall of his Celtic career he was obviously dreadfully unlucky to get the injury the way he was cleared the ball and then clattered into the post but I think since he returned he's just not looked the same player which is unfortunate and I think it's been clear that he's not really in the uh, plans of Ange and even towards the end of last season I think when he was out in the papers speaking about uh, needing game time and wanting to play to, saying that the manager should be playing him in that last game against Motherwell it sort of no sour that because I know he wants to play football but I don't think he should have been out in the press eh, speaking about that I think he even had a slide I get beat on saying that he was in the centre half and he was playing ahead of him but no as you said the nine in a season was obviously massive for us and <laughs> in a way it could have been more massive because I think uh, early on that was the season that we started the podcast and one of our eh, well, our biggest episode in our early days was when we went out the Champions League to close and like that night obviously Julian was like he was brought in for seven million and then Lennon decided to sit him on the bench eh, for that game and uh, I wonder how that would have went if he had started that night but obviously as you mentioned Lazio eh, Hamilton Aki's goal the 
scored the winner in the cup final against Rangers. He's always got to be a hero, even that first derby that season. I remember him and El Hamid were superb, but I, I, I do wish him well. And Danny, it probably was the, be- it's the best solution for all parties because with Morris Jens coming in and looking established, with the Starfield, Carter Vickers, and even Stephen Welsh ahead of him, there was, don't think there was any real future for Julian at Celtic. No, I think the right has been on the wall since. Since last year, I think, isn't it? Um, I really like Julian. I think he's been real good as a successful signing at Celtic. <sighs> Scored the winner against them in a cup final at Hamden. Um, and scored a few big goals along the way. You've got Lazio at home. I thought he was outstanding away in Lazio as well. Um, the goal at Hamilton, which was every bit as big as uh, the other goals that he scored. Because I think that goal effectively sealed nine in a row. The exact Rangers dropped points the day before. So um he he did have an act of coming up at the right time with goals and I'll be sort of saying because you know his last proper act as a Celtic player was to injure himself trying to stop a goal and don't get me wrong, you, you never want to see players gear up but that season was fucking done by that point, you know what I mean? <laughs> we were like twelve behind or something. I know we had a couple of games at home, but the way that we were playing the right was on the wall for Celtic. Covid, no fans. Um, I think it was about minus fucking four and all. And uh, they risked Everton to stop a goal and ended up costing me Celtic career. So cost him the next 18 months for his playing career. So sorry to see him go. And I think I don't think Ange fancied him. I, I don't think there's a big scandal. I know he's just released a statement there and he's left hand due to it, but he's mentioned Lennon and Kennedy. Um, he's probably no. Andrew probably will get a Christmas card off him, and I don't think, but to be honest, I think it's just a case of the two boys that Andrew brought in last year made the positions of their own. We kept Carter Vickers. Andrew obviously trusts Stephen Welsh, he's obviously impressed by him, and Jens has come in and is, looks very assured. So I don't think there's a massive scandal that, you know, Julian is this and that. I think he's just away, and you know what? Good luck to him because he's. He was one of my favourite players in that nine narrow season because uh, he was um, a right good, uh, a right good player, and I hope I wish him, wish him all the best for the future. I have just read that statement. That is sort of our old pal Lenny gets a mention, and so is John Kennedy, but nothing for Ange. So who knows how it, how it was behind the scenes? But that's not for us to speculate on. But Andy, what, what have you made of the incomings and outgoings? I know there was a couple of rumours as well today that it looks like there might be a few teams in for Albion Ayeti and James McCarthy. It's another two that are probably on decent enough wages that I think would allow us to maybe bring one more in if we can get rid of these big earners. What, what's your thoughts going into the last week of the transfer window? Two that I would be happy to see go. Um, as you said, they're on, they'll be on big wages. Um, they don't really offer anything to the team the style of play um, other than sort of burning a hole in the wage structure and the wage budget so if we can get them moved on then great um, and that should hopefully allow us to bring somebody else in which obviously the manager said previously that was, he was looking for two so you would think with the boy coming in for Kazan that would leave room for one more so I'm not sure I've not really seen too many names linked too heavily so I'm not sure what position he's looking at um, it'll be for the manager to know but I think it's, it's a smart move. Um, they obviously don't feature in the plans and that's just the way of it. It's the, the club's got to move on if you need to take a hit on them then I think it's the right thing to do the same way we have Julian. Um, I'd echo sort of what, what's been said about him. Um, I think the, the injury probably sort of was the end of it or the beginning of the end. Um, horrific injury. Don't, obviously wasn't the same player when he came back. 
and he's been moved on for, for a small fee. So happy enough looking forward to obviously the new boy coming in, creates more competition. Um, he'll be looking to make his mark and sort of get himself in the team and that would hopefully improve everybody else around him and like everybody and seems to uh, that comes across as an Anshine and um he's his record's pretty 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 good to be honest. Um I've probably better than good, probably brilliant in terms of signing. So looking forward to it. Happy with the squad we've got. Um but if they two going out allows us to bring another one in then then great. I think the, the depth we're starting to get together and the squad we're starting to get together as I've mentioned, we obviously the boys coming off the bench making an impact is, is huge. And especially if we're going to have so obviously big European games. We were just talking off air before we came on how tight the fixtures are this year with the World Cup. Um which obviously we'll have players going to that as well and you touch wood, but you always run the risk yeah, when there's that many games, there's injuries, there's fatigue, um, there's going to need to be changes. So um, having such a strong squad is, is massively important and vital to that. So no, I'm really happy with the business done so far, Dan, and I think that um, I'm optimistic we will get that one more player in that the manager seems to want. Aye, it'll be an interesting last week. I, I think I think you might be right in that. I think we might bring Haksabanovic plus one more in and it might be a case of just waiting to see who's available on loan and whatnot in the last few days of the transfer window. But no, that'll do us for this episode. As I say, we'll take some predictions now, but we will be back after the Champions League draw, so that's the reason we've not covered it too much in this one. But Tony, I'll come to you first. I'm going to take two predictions off you. I'm going to take your Tanadice prediction plus your prediction for the Champions League draw so that if any of us get it spot on, we just look like geniuses. Um, I'll say the three-one at Celtic up at Tannadice. Uh, Georges Jakimakis Hatrick prediction. I mean, I could give you what I want, and then what I think we'll get. I want Frankfurt, Sevilla, and Salzburg. I'm starting to get a feeling we're going to get Real Madrid, and there's a part of me. No, I've, I've got no doubt Real Madrid would be an extremely tough test, and we'd probably get a doing. But there is part of me who wants to go to the Bernabeu and. I want to play Real Madrid so I'll go Real Madrid I know you've sent us a thing but I've not even opened it I'm sorry let's have a look at who else we can get so I'll go Real Madrid this is this is my prediction Real Madrid Leipzig Napoli that's my prediction so Real Madrid Leipzig and Napoli I would predict that you should be drinking a lot of alcohol before the game starts if, that, if that's the correct draw but uh, no look we're in a hat you want to give a good account of yourself but again the gap between us and these teams is fucking ridiculously high and I think there's going to need to be a lot of realism. But here, we'll, we'll have a go and we'll see how it goes and hopefully we can get a lot of good trips. And hopefully, I just hope we can be a bit more intimidating at Celtic Park as opposed to waiting to see if a player says this is the best atmosphere ever. I'm really interested in that shit. You want to get stuck into them. So I that was my prediction. So, shouldn't see. Aye, I'll go next. I think, up at Tannadice, I think Celtic will be too strong and I think we'll win the game 3-0. Uh, I think Kyogo will go on the score sheet. I think Iranovic will get on as well and Matt O'Reilly will seal it to make it a quite relatively straightforward 3-0 win. Uh, in terms of the Champions League draw, it's obviously it's got to be tough whoever you get. I know people have got their preferred teams. I sort of want Real Madrid just because it's sort of the team that I've, like, ever since I've been we I've always sort of wanted Celtic to get Real Madrid and to see Celtic play in the Bernabeu and to see Real Madrid come to Celtic Park, but I, I think we're destined to get Frankfurt from pot one. I, I can't see any other outcome. I think there could be a hundred teams in that pot and that's who we'd get and you'll see the biggest sailor half and half scarf that you've ever seen eh, when they come to Celtic Park. So I'll go Frankfurt from pot one. 
I think we'll get Tottenham from pot two. Hey, me that's selling them. Bye. <laughs> I think we'll get Tottenham from pot two because I just think we're destined to get an English team. And I'll take, I think, Benfica from pot three just because we always get them, but also because when they've been in our group, we've qualified. So they must be good luck for us. So I'll go for Benfica from pot three. Danny, what's your prediction for Sunday and your prediction for the Champs League draw? My prediction for Sunday is 2 0 Celtic. Uh, agree with Tony. Jack and Marcus will get the two of them. For the Champions League, like you, I think we'll get Frankfurt for Port 1. Um, we'll get Chelsea for Port 2. And we'll get Shakhtar Donetsk for Port 3. Um, there you go. And we will go through with 10 points. No rhyme or reason. I think we'll get Frankfurt just because that's who I want. <laughs> um, I think we're destined to get an English team. Why not Chelsea? And Shakhtar Donetsk, I don't know, I know they played football in Ukraine today, but I don't know if it'll be played in a neutral venue, so that'll help us, hopefully, but aye. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at this fucking list and I'm just getting terrified at some of the, the doings that we get pushed to. I mean, fucking, you're looking at Real Madrid, Liverpool, Dortmund, or Inter, do you know what I mean? That's just terrible, but I've made my free. But Sher- Sheriff went to the Bernabeu and beat... Real. Aye, but and then like, Madrid will only win the Champions League at you. What's that say about Sheriff? I don't know, they should be doing better, right? they should be challenging for that Champions League as well. No, but I think it's alright saying that, but aye, good point, fair enough. Now we will have an in-depth preview once for fate is sealed, but uh, Andy, what are you going for to round this off? Uh, for Sunday, as I said, I reckon it'll be tight for the most part, but then the quality will come through. Um, so I'm going to say 3-1 win. Um, who's going to score? I reckon Juranovic, Yota and Matt O'Reilly in the score sheet. For the pots, I don't know, I've been looking at these these lists and I've had a few thoughts for, as I say, we've been talking about it for a few days now. Um, I've said these earlier when I'm convinced we're going to get an English team, so I'll go with what I think will happen. I reckon it will be Porto, Spurs and Inter Milan that will get in that order, that'll be part one, two and three. We'll get popped in there. And I'm not even going to sell myself with a point prediction and up until the point where the, the teams are in the pots when we're on here on Thursday talking about it and I'm predicting that we're going to qualify and win the lot. So we'll wait till then. I am sure we'll all plot our ways to the to glory again, but that'll do us for this episode. If you want to send us your predictions in, just get us on Twitter at PodTims or Facebook, just search for Four Tims a podcast and Instagram is Four Tims podcast. So give us a wee message with your predictions and if anybody gets it spot on, we'll give you a wee mention on Thursday. But aye, eh, keep an eye out for that episode coming out as well. And as I said on the YouTube as well, we'll have more content out towards the end of the week. But cheers for listening and we will speak to you after the Champions League draw. Cheers. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.